I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to another episode of the Half Hour Facts Podcast. I'm your host, Peter, joined this week by Donnie. How are you, Donnie? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm not too bad. What do you call us, Donnie? What's your official name now? Uh, the official, unofficial podcast for Fantasy Football Scotland. Yeah, they shrinked it. I'm a special guest this week, Double Cup holding champion, Melvin Poole. How are you doing, Melvin? Yeah, I'm fine, Peter. How are you? Not too bad. Melvin's on last year, also last year, won the Fantasy Football Royal Peter Rumble which is on horizon, which is quite good uh, timing. No Tom this week. Tom's on daddy issues. If he does join me, it might be later on, but I very much doubt it now. The time has been and gone, so we're just going to crack on with it. So first, I will come to you, Melvin. You can talk us through your cup win, how you went about it. Uh, I know you've got f- the, the finalist sitting to the left of your mask. <laughs> Sorry, done that bad, but that's not bad. So how did you find it, Melvin? How did you negotiate with it? Yeah, so I think it's um, obviously it was built my you know team just just standard um and then just sort of let it ride and then when you get to sort of the later rounds you do sort of think oh who am I playing second leg do I change my transfer do I just protect my lead or whatever something like that so um yeah so I think round one um yeah sort of I've got through that okay um round round two against ffs whiskey underscore whiskey was was that was really tight it was 82 all in the first leg so i was thinking well that's that's me sort of you know struggling but then i think my defense my defense and boil came good and and i won that i won sort of round two there so that, that was um yeah, i was pleased with that um and then another close one in round three um which was a really low score second leg i got about 36 that the one of them i think was a it's a double game week or there was, I don't think it was a double game week. It might have been, it might have been double game week actually. Yeah. Cause it was quite a big scores. Um, and I managed to scrape through 145, 143 there. The, uh, the magnificent Livy and Motherwell defensive duo of Kelly and Solheim bringing me through, uh, through on that one. Uh, captain Tav got two and Boyle got three vice captain. So that was how, how sort of bad the sort of second week, uh, second leg was. Um, and then um, into the quarterfinals, um, I wanted to bring Porteous in the week later, but I, I needed a minus four. And I thought, well, I might as well do it straight away. And that was when he sort of started, he got, I think he's got his first goal on something like 15 pointer. Um, so that, that sort of uh, carried me through um, in, in the quarterfinal. Um, and then Porteous came good and Kolak in the semi final again. 
um, against Lili Kami. Um, it was quite close. It was quite close in the end, 135, 118. Um, and then um, in the final, well, yeah, that was probably the easiest. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> the final um, was a, 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 a whopping 32 points to 25 in the first leg. You know, that, uh, I'm sure that got a lot more uh, viewers. Um, and then, yeah, so I sort of came through that one. Um, I think it was really my double hips defence um, and that man Spittle, who I keep thinking, oh, I, I need to take him out of the team, really, because he's my bench sort of fodder. But he, he, he's, he just seems to return, sort of, you know, ticks along. And I think 3.4 million or something is now. So I think I'll probably carry on with keeping him in the team. So, yeah. So, yeah, really enjoyed it. Kept me engaged. Tried to hunt, hunt down the list for sort of who I was playing. Um, and, yeah, did probably slightly tweak my vice captaincy if I if I didn't have the player that they had or something like that, just to protect the lead and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, slightly different. And, um, yeah, I was a bit shocked that Donny came up with his wild card. That's, I, I couldn't, <laughs> you know, it happens. And I thought, right, OK, well, here we go then. It's uh, in for a penny, in for a pound and see what happens. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, really enjoyed it though. Really good. Oh, good. I like the fact you've done the same thing Donny does. Donny searches a list for who he's playing as well because Donny thinks so and so's got this. I'm covered with here and this and that. He's just yeah. thinking it. Even yeah. you also, as Donny mentioned, Donny was a champion last year. The fact that if you win the first cup in this game, I don't know what an unofficial cup was, you must be flying high in the league because you're going to keep on beating people week in, week out. Yeah. So, what rank are you right now in the league, Mega League? Uh, fifth. Right, so you go right up there. And uh, also, you mentioned Spittler. He's somebody I've always had on the bench and said, I think I need to replace him. There's always another fire. He just sits there and, and he comes quite regularly. So he's yeah. not a bad, not a bad, uh, cheap option on the bench. Have you had any ask, Melvin Donny? Or... No, he outplayed me. I think I've mentioned it before. I ran out of steam at the end. I, I tried the wild card, which the thought process was right. Um, freshen up team, get rid of some sort of dead wood. Uh, and I returned 25 points, which was just unfortunate. And then I tried to sort of claw back with some strange decisions and, and, and I couldn't do it. So, no, he's put up a, a good fight. He's a deserved winner and he deserves his place in the top five. Uh, I'm sure he'll kick on from there. I'm in the top spot. Uh, and it's no surprise since then I've had better weeks. So, as I say, my two worst weeks came in the final. But, you know, like, these things happen. Yep, and just like last year, I'm sure you had a couple of ties that were quite close. Oh yeah, two of my games, I won by one point. So you need to run a bit of luck to kind of get through it, yeah. Right, so that brings on nicely. Obviously, the next cup competition will kick off after World Cup, the FFS Royal Rumble. Keep on struggling to say that, even though I came up with the concept of it. People like this one, uh, Melbourne's a holding champion this one also. This is the one where, it's a good one if if you're kind of not, and in the cup format because it's, you're not knocked out after one or two weeks it's at least a three week before you go on it's like a high score cumulative knocked out quite a kind of good way to keep people engaged we've got 20 plus people already with 60 plus last year so don't think it's closed because you're not going to be tweeting about it I'm going to get graphics made for it soon I'm going to be kind of pushing it hard during the World Cup so if you're interested if your rank's really low and you're kind of dis, disengaged this is something maybe keep you going because I noticed last year people actually did say they enjoyed playing it because it kept them engaged in the second half of the season and the ranks have to go up because we take more interest. So again, it's opened. You can contact me, DM, for entry, no problem. Uh, also, starting next week, me and Donny will be coming with you two pods a week, probably covering the World Cup. Tom will be with us on a Tuesday, as normal, I think, but then we will try to work out best. I'm not even looking to the schedule, Donny, for 
best times, but Thursday or whatever suits you when I'm in for work, we can try to work around a game and keep updated. We're going to play the official game, so that's when we're going first. So I'm sure come next week we'll have looked it out and we'll read the ins and outs and maybe give you a quick brief uptake on it. If he's not about to read the rules, we'll do it for you. And that should take us through to the start of the season, the start of the second half of the season, even roughly about Christmas time. Is it Boxing Day? Is that the first fixtures? Am I right in saying Boxing Day? For Scottish football. Scottish football. Uh, no, we're back on the, on back the 16th or something. Yeah. 23rd, 23rd, I think it is. No, it's earlier than that. I've yeah, got I, it. I think it's Donnie's right. It is the 15th of yep. December. It's actually before the World Cup final. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was looking at the next game, week 17. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. And that's a weird one because the first game is actually Rangers on the, on the Thursday night. Yeah, that's yep. a double game week. I'll be yep. talking about that. So. Good, good, good. Right, so that takes us on to uh, League Top 3. This is where you're here, Melvin, because I'm going to help you right now. Top 3 in the Fantasy Half League. Melvin's number 1 is 950 points. Second is McColgan, 82, 933. E6 Hammers, 917. I noticed that Tom's jumped up. Tom and Donnie joint, 905, joint fourth. And there's Peter there. Just snuck into the top 10 first time this season, <laughs> so I'll be having some of that. Obviously, we're getting the Mega League now, so let's have a look and we'll go through our scores and rank for the week. And I'll go first because I'm obviously bottom, right? So, let me see what I had. So, I had Ericsson in goals, no points. Tavernier, captain 16. Porteous, 1. Skills, 2. Taylor, 1. Spittle off the bench, 8. Haxabanovic, 15 points. Armstrong, 9 points. Kolak, Vice, 2. Watt, 1. Mioski, 15. And I owe that down to actually missing the, missing the deadline because I've got my 15 minutes swapped up. But I got a green arrow, 142, so I'm inside the top 150. So hopefully by the end of these next two games, I could be inside the top 100, fingers crossed. Uh, over to you, Donny. Score and rank this week. Yep, so I took a much-needed minus eight this week. I needed a new keeper, a defender, and I went to get Jota. Um, so starting off on minus eight plummeted me down to like 47th or something. Uh, I managed to claw that back, so I had Hart, uh, zero, Captain Tab, 16, Porteous, one, Kelly, six, straying off the bench for 10, Armstrong, nine, Jota, six, Ayunga, four, Cholak, vice-captain, two, Jack and Marcus, five, and Miofsky off the bench, 15. So a very respectable game week score of 74, minus eight, take me to 66. Global score is 9.05, and that's helped my rank up to 26th. So I'm back to almost where I was. Um, before the disaster of the, the Cup week. Okay, Melvin, see what you scored this week and overall rank? Uh, yeah, so I scored um, 69 points this week. Uh, Roos in goal for three. Captain Tab, 16. Porteous, one. Barisic, one. Iunga, four. Spittle, eight. Haxabanovic, 15. Vice-Captain Yotta for six. Kolak, two. Shankland, eight. And Giacomarcus, five. Um, so that's 950 points and the tiniest of red arrows down from uh, fourth to fifth overall. Not too shabby. Your diamond shoes are too tight. <laughs> There's no Tom, so we'll go through the results. We'll just come to you one at a time and we'll have a feel our thoughts on it and what's happened. So, first up, Friday night football under the lights Aberdeen, four, Hibs, one. Donny, thoughts on this game? Game, game of the weekend is that what we're saying if you want Donnie if you want <laughs> I think there's five games of the weekend <laughs> they're all good. In my, um, so no Martin Boyle's the, the headline news here 
Um, and that's going to count for the next two games as well. Um, he's not going to be taking any risk before the World Cup. So if you didn't do it, um, you'll need to swap him out. I've left him as a, a sort of extra non-playing player uh, while I had other holes. I thought it was quite an even start to the game, um, but the match turned on the 45 minute when Duke took a dive in the box and VAR saw fit to give a penalty. I don't think it's a penalty just yet. But I've stepped Miofsky, the man that we feel is, is out of form. And he showed it by hitting it straight at the keeper and it was saved. And strangely enough, they went on to play for a couple of minutes before they pulled it back and they had to retake it because Marshall came off his line. Um, luckily for, for the owners, he put it away 1-0. And, and as these things happen, he went on and got a second. So from being out of form, he's almost undroppable now because he's he's back in form. So that'll be interesting for the last couple of game weeks. Um, Aberdeen, from that point on, just, you know, the. the showed the form that they can play. Um, the Rangers game was probably just a dip. So some good goals. Uh, Kucherevich wiped out the clean sheet, which I suppose is a bummer if you had the Aberdeen defence. Um, but certainly a result that, that spurred Aberdeen on. So they've got Livy and Dundee United left to play. I think they'll fancy their chances in both of those games. Miofsky, I think I'll hold on to. Somebody like Clarkson is a good option um, if you fancy him. We've said this before, but Hibs without Boyle um, are a different outfit. Mm-hmm. Uh, they should be looking at six points from Ross County and Kilmarnock, but who knows? No, they are on a bad bit of form, so they could easily trip up there. Um, I'll hold on to Porteous just purely for those two games. Um, and Boyle, as I say, I, I need to make room for. But uh, all in all, it was a good game, um, and Aberdeen will be happy with the three points. Thoughts on the game, Melvin? Yeah, so for someone who doesn't own Miofsky anymore, it's quite sort of painful seeing the text come through. It's sort of he uh, kept scoring there. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with Donnie. I, I saw the game. It wasn't. It wasn't a dive. Oh, sorry. Well, I thought it was a dive. Um, didn't. Didn't. I didn't think it was a penalty um, at all. Um, and it, it, it's it's nice. It's nice to see that the uh, Scottish interpretation of clear and obvious is the same as it is <coughs> down here in England, i.e. you take over three minutes to uh, come up with a decision. So it's not clear and obvious. So it's no penalty in my view. And I wish they would, would sort that out both sides of the border, to be honest. Um, I think there was a couple of uh, magic moments. I was, I was cool. I, I quite in, I got entertained by Marshall um, when he tried to kick the ball away having, um, when they scored. He didn't deliberately uh, whack it into Miofsky, but uh, that's sort of where it and landed up. But um, fair play to the Aberdeen players. They, they understood, I think, it was just his frustration there. <laughs> and, yeah, the Clarkson back heel, yeah, that was that was absolute class. Um, so, and 3.2 million, yeah, he's, he looks uh, quite quite a useful enabler um, in your teams, um, if, certainly if you're on a wild card coming up. Um, but, yeah, uh, yeah, I think uh, Donny covered most of it. So, Yep, a couple of things to add. The Boyle situation, Don, you said I'm the same boat. Obviously, he was my transfer last week. I think he become Jota for me this week. Quite easy move for me. I do worry about Hibs with football. Yes, talismanic. So I'd like to see how they work, how they can play without him. They've got an easy fixture on paper, so we'll see how that works out. I noticed a few names that we can mention, like I have another his name. How do you how do you pronounce the Hibs striker? Kuravich. So we nice to have a few times the last few weeks he's popped up again. So he's a, a nice cheap striker option if you want to go there. We also know that he's on penalties and with VAR, I think we said out of form, but I think if VAR is going to be this slowly way and built into this game, I think he'd like to have a couple of penalty takers on their team. And we also probably one of the ones you want down there. 
Uh, Clarkson, we mentioned we made right at the start of the season, having a decent hot run at the start, he looked good, then he got injured for a bit. So as Melvin mentioned, it's not a bad enable if you want to kind of go for a cheap midfielder because I think people felt it would be Bayesian. He's getting benched, he's not getting the not getting the minutes. So if you want for something different, if you want to try to break the template, maybe get away from and what you mentioned later on, Spitland Armstrong seem the kind of nice cheap options around. You want to do something different and he's a decent option. Right, next up. Again, Kilmarnock 2, Livingston 3, and that was a comeback. What did that come back? Yeah. yeah it was a yeah. comeback. Right, I'll start with you, Melvin. Kilmarnock 2, Livingston 3, thoughts? Yeah, so the notes I've got written down here is um, own goal of the season, I think. I think it was, was it um, Stokes, I think it yeah. was. His name yeah. was, yeah. So, yes, yeah, so I think, um, I can't remember uh, whether it, that was the winning goal. I know they were 2-1. Killy were two up, weren't two one up, and then um, it was a winning goal. Yep, it was a winning goal. Back, yeah, um, yeah. I just, I'm not really sure what he was doing there, um, but yeah, that's yeah. I think that that's all I've got to say on this one. I think. Right. Okay, I'll go next. <laughs> uh, another one, me. Obviously, when I'm watching against Friday night, you don't have any defenders. I'm glad that they conceded, so you don't get the you know, the rank drop. And I think you do have Kelly Fulkson, Tony, don't you? Yes, I do, yes. So he's another one that's on the penalties as well. So it's a cheap yes. defender in the game that's on penalties. So another option if you want to be on the wild card or bring a cheaper in player in. I'm quite sure, again, I mentioned the last game, there's going to be more penalties until this gets bed in better. So you're best having penalties takers. And if you can get a cheap penalty taker who's a defender at the same time, then that's a no-brainer to me. But I'm not really much in the game. I thought it was a bit uh, back to front. None of them looked particularly great, but Langston dug in there. Your thoughts on the game, Donny? Yes, so it was dubbed the El Plastico. Um, don't know if you caught that. The, the two plastic pitches coming head to head. They also know how to play because five goals. I don't think anyone saw that coming. Um, two goals from Joe Wright. Doubt anyone's got him. It's not a name that screams out. But both assists came from Armstrong, who I've had in the team for a couple of weeks, and I think you've got him as well, Peter. Yep. Um, so that wiped out my minus eight almost immediately. So I was really happy with that. Um, but Kamarnik went in at halftime 2-1 um, they probably had a lot of confidence but Livingston came back um, and, and sort of edged the game at the end there with Livingston just watch out they've got two players called Kelly uh, one's Sean Kelly and one's Stephen Kelly um, so I think Stephen Kelly got the assist for the first goal I was looking for my points uh, thinking <laughs> that's good but then it worked out it was, it was the wrong one but luckily Sean Kelly did score as you say he is on pens he does take corners I almost think he's out of position in terms of being a defender in the game. I think he plays more in midfield for um, Livingston. But no, good end-to-end game. Uh, you mentioned the boy Stokes, uh, Melvin. Uh, he was the guy that gave away the penalty um, and then had the OG. So he had a bit of a nightmare game um, as far as that's concerned. So Armstrong, as I say, I think he's a, a shrewd uh, signing in midfield. Uh, nine points in this game when they lost 3-2. Um, can't really complain about that. Livingston, again, they're just so hot and cold. They've got two wins, two draw no, two wins and two defeats and a draw in the last five. But you know, having a defender in there usually does do you good well. Um and they also feature in the double game week, so you probably might want to hang on to any Livingston assets if you have gotten them. So um yeah, another five goal thriller. Okay, one five goal for the next one. Ross County three Smyrn two. So Ross County get one of the rarer wins in the league this year. And St Mirren, after been so great defensively for weeks upon end, they've been quite leaky again now. The more mildly notes here was that Ross County did look half decent, I suppose. They've been threatening sometimes, but never really delivered. 
And also the, one of the players that we mentioned quite often as a good option is in defence, right? Is it Ryan String? Yeah. Turned. So there he is. If you had him in your team, one of the players we're going to talk about every week, a nice cheap defender who has also finally returned. I'll cover you first, Tony. What do you think of this game? Yeah, it was very open. Again, not one that you would predict five goals. Um, thought Ross County started the game well. Um, but Samirinik was you know, strained as a thunderbolt um, and Ayunga assisted. So for me, again, straight away there, I made up loads of points. So I was happy. Um, but I thought Samirin probably did edge the game um, at that point. And then Ross County came back. Um, so well-deserved win for them. But they do have Hibs and Celtic next. So obviously much a tougher task. So then I've got St Johnston and Rangers. Anything could happen in those two games. But for me, I think there's still value in Ayunga. He obviously returned in this game and I do have Strain, um, who's the type of player you'll just keep on the bench and he'll come off if need to. This is another team that play in the double game week. So again, there is value in holding on to these players or, or bringing in these players if that's something you fancy. Cool. Thoughts this game, Melvin? Yeah, so another one, wasn't it? A 2-1 up, St Mirren, and then uh, Ross County pulling it back to 3-2. Yeah, cracking free kick from, uh, is it Ryan Strain? Top, yeah. Pretty much top corner. Um, yeah, defender St Mirren. I think he's about 3.2 million in the game. Um, sort of double game week coming up. Um, so, yeah, I think I, I've got Lacovetti in my team for Ross County. I think he might be on borrowed time, but I seem to have other fires to, to fire. He... He scored me eight points a while back, but he hasn't really done much since. And they're, they seem quite leaky as well, Ross County. So, um, but yeah, very open game. Um, quite a few yellow cards as well, including Nyangas, um, which is a bit annoying. But yeah. Right. Okay. This up to the last start of the fixture. Celtic for Dundee United 2. Give a weekend, Donnie. Uh, Haksapanovic with the first. Obviously, I was delighted after missing the deadline. I was like, one of these rare things that actually worked out my favourite for a change. Then he got a second, and I was like, right, cool, here we go. Just wanted Joe to keep quiet after that, even though he got the assist. But then again, kind of, kind of, kind of peter out a wee bit with Celtic-wise, Dunn get back into the game. And Donnie could probably feel this for the other side sometimes. My phone was going nuts at two each. And before I got a chance to look at my phone, it was free two, and the phone stopped going nuts. So from a fantasy point of view, Celtic's still a bit of a basket case in defence. VAR's not our friend right now because when we found out, Story likes to tweet and mention all these penalties. <laughs> and, uh, but the rotation still is an issue with Celtic. So again, it's just try to hedge your bets on who thinks guaranteed stars. Starfield, not Starfield, Carl Vickers came back at the team after him before it was injured, right back in. Burnaby started at left back but didn't have the best of games. So Taylor came in, so I don't know if that could maybe Taylor at the end of the next two games. Unsure about that. Jota, you think, looked fitter, so he might be able to end again. So, again, it's a, the Angelotti, it's like Pep Roulette. You just, you had your bets pick who you think you've, who's going to play in that set. Thoughts on this game, Melvin? Yeah, so just, just quickly on, um, from a sort of fantasy perspective, you you, you have to take your luck when you, when you get it. And and I did tweet, I think, that my move was um, going to be um, Haksabanovic out and um, Jota in unless Boyle was injured and saw the team sheet, Boyle wasn't in the side. So in came Jota for Boyle, kept Haksavanovic, 15 points. Thank you very much. It's just the way it goes. You're probably on the wrong side of, of those. So uh, that was that, that was quite good uh, for me. Um, in terms of the game and the highlights, you see most of the highlights was Jota running de- round, down the left wing and, and crossing it in. Um, Haksavanovic's second goal, I think keeper could have done a bit better, um, but... 
Yeah, that, that was good. Um, and from a fantasy perspective as well, I think Yossa's, the first half, Yossa seemed to cross into Giacomakis, who I think he might have hit it straight at the keeper. Um, so that could have been quite a nice point. And, and Yossa, again, second half, crossed it in. Turnbull, again, I think it bounced off the keeper as well. Um, Dundee United, I think they did, get a, they did get a penalty, which I thought was a penalty. Um, I think it went to the VAR. I think it was handball. Um, I think arm was up. Yeah, it, it's a penalty under the laws. Um, his, his arm wasn't by his side, so I don't think you can argue with that one. Um, but yeah, in, in terms of the sort of the lottery, I think with as we Celtic, I was thinking about this, and I was sort of I kept, I kept sort of I kept worrying in my fantasy team: Do I have Kyogo? Do I have Giacomakis? You know, what do you do? And I've come to the conclusion that I'm not going to vice captain either unless team news is there because you could waste it. Um, unless there's no team news anywhere and, and Rangers and Miofsky and Aberdeen haven't got decent fixtures. So you think, OK, well, I'll just have one and and just go with that. They're both sort of, what is it, 7.3, 7.5, 7.6, something like that. So And then you do a flip-flop. If you get team news and one's in the side and one isn't, just keep spare transfer, spare point three in the bank and just flip-flop and then, and then vice-captain them, I think. Um, but the problem we got is, as you mentioned on the previous pods, Celtic haven't got any team news now for four or five weeks. So you just have to, I think you just, you stick with who you've got. I mean, if you could fall both, brilliant, but I don't think you can and then you rip up your team. So, yeah. But Yotta back, definitely Yotta. Um, yeah, I definitely have him. I've got him on my team and he won't be going anywhere. Yep, soon thinking. Just on a Yotta situation, just as the other was come down the left-hand side, but he seems to, the, the players know he's the one with a bit of trickery, so that it is kind of down the left more often or not. And it does look dangerous, so there's, he's going to haul sometime soon against somebody, and it might actually be Ross County. I think McSally could go nuts. But any of your thoughts on the game, Donny? Yeah, I hear Jota's got uh, posters of Ryan Kent in his bedroom wall. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Haxavanovic returning with, with two goals. I mean, yeah, the, the sensible move, and we talked about it last week, was to come off him and move to Jota. That will probably pay off in the long run, but if you held on to him because you had fires elsewhere, then fair play. Um, as Peter mentioned, it's interesting that Celtic have now conceded three penalties since the introduction of VAR. Uh, some of these wouldn't have normally been given, uh, so you can tell that they've been benefiting from generous refereeing in the past. Um, Fletcher um, is on pens for Dundee United, and, and that was the case before he went out of the team. He took it well. Uh, I think United will be pleased with their performance, albeit not the results. Uh, I mean, also they conceded nine goals the last time they played Celtic, but they certainly had pressure up to leading the goal. Um, I think Middleton hit the post and he forced a good save um, before they did equalised. Uh, and yeah, it's it's the kind of time in the game that you think if they can just hold on, um, that would be great. But I think one thing that we're seeing now with VAR is that it's holding up games a lot more. Mm-hmm. And each half is getting, you know, it's not unusual now to see six, seven minutes in each half. So for a team like Celtic, you know, that's an absolute dream for them. You know, the Fergie time where they can just run up the pitch, score, and they did it twice. So you see the result and you think they've won convincing, but they've unfortunately just kept going um, as they seem to um, and, you know, got the results. So as I say, United will be pleased with the performance, but and not the results. We talk about your Celtic assets and up front, I think you've just got to pick it, they'll either return from the start or return as an impact sub. Um, and that's been the case both ways for Giacomacus and, and Jota, and not Jota, Kyogo. They've either started and scored or come off the bench and scored. So you're just going to have to, you know, 
trust trust it and hope that it pays off. Um, so yeah, happy days. Cheer up, Donny. <laughs> and I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it at all and leave it to the last game like he done last week because the Ranger uh, St. Johnson two Rangers one. Didn't see us. Didn't see this one coming to be honest. Uh, maybe you did, Donny, because you can have been bleating about me a bit recently. All I can really say is watching the game or watching the majority of the game. Rangers did look kind of bereft ideas at times. They didn't look like they had any sort of set game plan. And I've kind of heard from family members and people operating that that's kind of been the kind of biggest issue recently with Rangers. They couldn't have any kind of set tactic. They're hoping for somebody to be, do something magical or inspirational like a boss like Tillman or a tapping to beat his man across the ball in. So Johnson were organised to a point. I think I read on sports team they had nine touches in the Rangers box. And they managed to score two goals with two shots. So take from that what you will. You Text on it at the chat at the start of the game. Was it, was it 24 corners in the first? Some, some it, crazy. Uh, it, was, oh, it was about 10 corners after the first 25 minutes. I think we had 20 corners in the 20. game, which is a record. But Yeah, 20. Yeah. So it just shows you sometimes it doesn't go against you. But then if you're down your luck, down your luck. The things just to their goals well. I think Tav still looked lively. I am not been put off any Rangers assets. Hearts at home, I think it's a very memorable game. I don't think, I know Donnie here, we're all guys. I think Hearts, <laughs> but Hearts come to Glasgow, Hearts don't really do well in Glasgow normally, so as we'll get later, my captain and vice-captain still on Tavernier and Collard right now, and I don't expect to change that. Uh, but it'd be interesting to see what happens in the next couple of weeks. I'm still expecting these to win the next two games and oh, we'll see. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. Uh, and Fitz Johnson, I think we've made a few times. He's been coming, coming a pick. You can bring him in that, that bracket now, the strikers we were talking before. They're in top six now. So I think they can go fourth if he beats him burn tomorrow night. I think that's how it works out. So, and also he's had a decent partnership with Clark. So if you wanted a cheap striker, Mayor Clark, Welker coming up, if you think the form is going to continue, not the worst option. I'll come to you first move and we'll leave Donny Kenderhooks. <laughs> Yeah, I was amazed when I saw the stat. Um, yeah, 20, 20 corners, um, unbelievable. I thought Lundstrom looked um, looked quite lively. Um, so yeah, he was he's right. The, the Tav goal sort of sort of through the through the pack of players, wasn't it? Um, so I, I just wonder, Donnie, you're the expert on range. <laughs> I, just, I just wonder whether if would Nicky Clark have got in front of Goldston? Um, he obviously got in front of King to sort of score that. I think he scored the second goal. You know, you thought, would, would Goldston have been better positioned? I don't know. Um, I, I, yeah. I, I Most defenders would. I mean, the guy's 18. Yeah. Sort of thrown into the heart of a defence yeah. alongside another centre-half again who's not played a lot for the club. Uh, and that's just where we're lacking at the moment. We are bereft with injuries and whilst you can't use that week in, week out, um, it is an experience that kind of catches you out in these games. Just continue on, Donnie, because you're started, Don, you go. Okay, yeah, so um, oh, <laughs> I've <laughs> talked a lot about this um, and it's been coming and the Livingston game a couple of weeks ago showed that when you come up against teams like this and you don't score early, they can just sit back and take corner after corner. I mean, we've got no big guys in our team. I mean, Goldson was probably the only threat. Barisic is a big guy, but he's probably taken half of these corners himself. So we're not really set up to, you know, have corners thrown in time after time. But that being said, he didn't change it in any way. Um, the same when we were 2-0, well, 1-0 at halftime, he didn't make changes and he only waited until it was 2-0. But um, if you've ever wondered the style of football that Rangers play, 
and I often wonder. It's called the horseshoe formation. I had to do that. If there's no luck, you come back, you pass your way around the other side. Um, and they just did that all day with absolutely no effect. So I'm not sure about horseshoe, but certainly horse something beginning with this. <laughs> um, for me, I, I think the time is up for Gio. Um, he, nobody believes he can turn it around, and I think the players are starting to show that as well. And unfortunately, the boss will, will carry the can. He could win his next 10 games in a row. The next time he loses one, the fans will be on his back. Mm-hmm. He's a nice guy. Uh, and he has got a good track record, but at Rangers, you've got to beat St Johnston home or away. Um, he talks about financial golf in Europe. Well, there's a financial gulf between these two teams, and I'm pretty sure St Johnston sent their players out thinking they could win, and they did. So, fair play to them. Uh, as you say, amazing, good form. The defence has got some some assets that you could punt on. Rangers, I've got King, who I put on the bench. Um, and he didn't come off, but Tav is a hold. You're talking about keeping Cholak. I think Cholak either starts tomorrow with Morelos or Morelos starts in the zone. I think Gio's got one last throw of the dice, and I think he has to show that he's at least thinking about the squad, and I can see Morelos, as I say, either starting on the zone or starting with Cholak, um, which means any goals could obviously go uh, towards my else camp. So watch that. Um, that's certainly going to be one of my transfers is, is Colax in the fighting line. Um, and also, I just don't trust strangers at the moment. So um, we'll just have to wait and see. But uh, just an absolute horrific performance that I've had to take stick for and <laughs> rightly slow. And then when you mirror that with, well, set up or dropping points at one stage, they've got all three. We've got none. And it's just salt in the wounds. So this thing's happening in football. You just got to suck it up and get on with it. That's that's Swanee said to me just the whole it was a weekend was more sore because of what happened the Saturday before it and it was him who was talking about this horseshoe thing I don't know I thought I mentioned yeah. the point before I don't know whether or not he said at the start of the season with, he was on a Fairnood fan website and I'm like what are you doing and he's like and he was doing a thing obviously it's not good for an, an audio podcast but he was doing it with his thing going it's a horseshoe yeah. that's all we do left to right left to right yeah it's but, so boring have you heard then and all it's not fantasy have you heard then is there rumours it is going to go in the World Cup break no or? I think he's I mean can you afford to sack somebody I guess not but with two games to go to the World Cup, they're obviously going to keep them. If you do bring in a new manager, well, in December, we play Aberdeen away, I think we play Hibs, then you've got Celtic. So do you throw a new manager into that? I don't know. He's been backed, um, but it's going to be toxic. It'll be toxic tomorrow. If Hearts score first, then who knows what's going to happen. It's just a bad time. I guess if he can win, get to the World Cup break, get some of the injured players back, he might um, see himself that's like a, a, mini, job, but... a mini pre-season, I suppose, you get there with two wins. It's... Yeah, yeah. It, um, I, I was thinking that they might release a statement on, on Sunday, but they didn't, and that being the case, they're not going to, so we're just going to have to see how these next two games pan out. But I've been here before. It's just the way it goes. It's just annoying that you've got seven points in November. You've got the whole of the World Cup to stew over it, unless something dramatic changes. An old just, firm on the horizon. Just that, need to yeah. do it. We done, Donny. Need to go to Ibrox and get the sharks out. Start back. <laughs> that gets him out the door. Indeed. <laughs> right, in the last game of the weekend, there are three two thriller. Hearts three, Motherwell two, and let me think. Where we are. Andy Hardy, the asset under our noses that we've not knew about. Scoring, I was going to say, not Wildies, <laughs> a lot of goals, but he scored. 
Spittle, Amargo, mean, uh, we have no game to happen with that. And Shank on the game returned on form. So that's all I had. I didn't really see the game. Quick highlights, watch this one come on the podcast. Thoughts on this game, Donny? Okay, well, I've not watched the game. I was still in a half at the Rangers game, so I've not seen anything here. Um, <laughs> but still looking at the back. Um, uh, you know, Gordon is he's still not convincing enough. And it's strange because they've got Xander Clark as a number two goalie. You could just put him in. Really reliable, good pedigree. Keeps Gordon out of the foul line for a while, but he seemed to persevere with it. He was on a booking and then considered a pen, um, so was lucky not to get sent off. But as Hearts, I think they have turned a corner. Um, it was a good win for them, having been 2 0 up and then clawed back uh, Shanklin with a penalty at the end. So now that they're out of Europe um, and they're sort of won the last two games, I think they can push on, which does make them a danger when they go to Rangers tomorrow. Um, I am wanting to bring in Shanklin because I need to look towards the, the double game week because I've used my wild card. So that's one one space that I might free up. Spittle we've talked about. This guy McKinstry has returned in the last few games. They're all good options um, for Motherwell, but they do play Celtic. So again, it's probably just bench material there. Um, but Hearts, I think that's them. You, know, you can start taking them seriously now. If they can get some more clean sheets, um, I think they could challenge for third place. What's the final game, Melvin? Uh, yes, I did. Um, yeah, well, I saw the highlights. Um, yeah, the most clear and obvious decision um, of the weekend, and it wasn't given. Um, Craig Gordon should have been sent off for a second yellow. Yep. Um, yeah, clearly brought, brought down the player. Should have been a yellow. Um, maybe the referee, dis- he gave a yellow to Gordon earlier on when Grant got sent off and Gordon came over sort of protesting, but he was he's the captain. So, you know, I don't know why he did. He, he's allowed to do that, I think. So why he got a yellow for that? And if he'd, if he'd given the referee loads of abuse, then he would have got a red. So maybe it evened itself up. But yeah, that, that to me was clearest, clearest should, should have happened. Um, yeah, my man Spittle, take a bow, take the points. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, and just, just a word on, yeah, um, Halliday. I had a look back. The last four premiership games he's played, going chronologically, He's played nine minutes, seven minutes, 59 minutes, and then 76 this weekend. So handle with care would be my <laughs> advice on somebody that's just scored a brace. X minutes to me is, is really important. I know that sounds very statty and uh, stuff, but yeah. No, I think you're right. I think it's the case that he did a, one of these purple patch games where hopefully yeah. hopefully the casual jump on him and we, we get to the benefits. Just on the Craig Gordon thing, eh, I know I do a bit of Craig Gordon bash on this podcast jokingly, but see when I saw that tackle, it reminded me of Craig Gordon for Celtic in Europe and numerous times when he's been done daft things and rushed out and being self-sent off and gave away penalties. He's got that in him and I still think he is on the downturn and as Donnie mentioned, Hearts are basically playing 1-0 down for the start of the game now. That's what it is with the, the line they've got, back line they've got. So they won't do it because he's the club captain and he'll play until... I, believe he's, I don't know. He'll, he'll keep on playing, but I think he's definitely a detriment team. He's not. He's not helping the team. He'll call it a world save bit ninety minutes, and the commentators will go daft and go, "Oh, Craig Gordon is a great save." But everything else for the backs terrible. His distribution, his passing, more well, same thing, obviously, and daft mistakes like that. It's not for me. Right, we will now go to 
There's no Tom time, so it's Don time. You want to take us through <laughs> your top 10, Donnie, that you've got there? Yeah, so just in, in Tom's absence, I've wrote down the top 10 for the week. Um, our man, Andy Halliday, um, leads the way, 17 points, midfielder. Miofsky, forward, 15 points. Joe Wright, defender, 15 points. Aksabanovic, midfielder, 15 points. Then we move on to Clarkson, um, midfielder, 12 points. James Brown, I do not feel good, 12 points. Um, Ryan Strain, 10 points. Daniel Armstrong, 9 points. Matt O'Reilly, 9 points. Bruce Anderson, 9 points. So in a week where there was no clean sheets for any of the teams in the top flight, it's no surprise there's no goalkeepers in there. There was, however, three defenders. Um, I had one of those. That was good. Uh, five midfielders and two forwards. So unlike last week when I only had one on the list, I had three on the list this week. So that fairly helped my rank. Um, any of you guys managed to catch that, Peter? How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yep, good luck. I had Armstrong on that. Um, we yeah. also a couple of, couple of usual names pop up. Obviously, a couple of names there, like Tom likes to say. Probably just bought it one week. You won't see them again. Maybe on it one more week for the season finishes. Just a random week where a defender or midfielder out of nowhere scores a, a goal, maybe an assist and a clean sheet. But, nah, happy with that list. Yeah, Melvin, did you have any of those? You've got Haxabanovich, don't you? 
Uh, yeah, got Haxpanovic. Yeah. 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 If you can get one or two, as I say, defenders in a week where there's no clean sheets, that was that was nice to get a part of that. So that was good. Um, you want me to move on to my dive? Yep, battering. Okay, so I've obviously led the led the way in the last few weeks to this split. Um, and what I'm going to talk about this week is the other side of the split, which is the the double game week 16. So. We'll break it down, who's playing, things to consider. I'll talk about the chips um, that you might want to use and then some other factors. So, um, We've got a four-week break on Saturday's the final game um, before the four-week break of the World Cup was on and we return on the 15th um, and we've got our first big double game week. So I know we've had a double game week already, um, but this is the, sort of the biggie that people are targeting. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you a breakdown of the fixtures um, and things you might want to consider. So the teams playing twice include Aberdeen, Celtic, Hearts, Livingston, Rangers and St Mirren. Uh, Aberdeen have got two home games, which is obviously nice for them. Unfortunately, it's Celtic and Rangers. Uh, so I wouldn't put much faith in the Aberdeen squad for either of these fixtures. Anyone who's still got scales uh, should be reminded that he won't be able to play against Celtic. Um, as for Rangers, um, they will put in a good performance. I think we only played them once last season because they were bottom six. So it's their first time up in Pataudry. For a long time. <laughs> um, Celtic, they've got Aberdeen away and then Livingston at home. Both winnable games. I'd be looking to load up three Celtic assets for this fixture. Um, I don't think they'll have any issues there. Hearts play Kilmarnock at home and then St Mirren away. Again, both winnable games. I'd be looking at two or three assets for that one. Livingston, they've got Dundee United at home before they play Celtic away. So not ideal, but you could target the home game with the Livingston defence and hope to pick up eight points over the two games. Um, so yeah, maybe a, a defender in there. Rangers, well, we've got Hibs at home before travelling to Aberdeen. Um, given the injury list that we've got, you might see a lot of players coming back for this one. Um, so just keep a keep a lookout. Uh, both winnable games, but both tough games. Um, in my eyes, I would still be looking to have three Rangers assets for this um, double game week. So Mirren, they've got Motherwell away and Hearts away. Again, not ideal fixtures, but they have been the surprise outfit um, this season. So I would probably hold on to Ayunga, hold on to Strain. That gives you another couple of, of players there. So. If you're on a wild card, it's some things that you might want to consider. If you're planning on bench boost, remember that you'll potentially be stuck with a second goalie, um, which in turn is going to eat up, eat up your funds. Um, you might also then lose your bench trick player. Um, so just watch for that. Um, you'll only have one free transfer at the other end. So if you're then planning to sort of get rid of some of these players, you might then lose the, the points that you did make up. If you're not on a wild card like me, you want to try and work towards that. Um, between tonight's tonight tomorrow's fixtures and Saturday's fixtures, hence why I'm maybe trying to look to get in some Hearts players, um, so I don't have to take too many minus points. I always think with a double game week, you can at least take a minus four. You should make that back with the um, the game time minus eight at worst. But uh, try not to overload your team with double game week players because obviously there's more fixtures to come um, on the other side of that. Some other things to consider. Double game weeks don't always live up to the hype. Just because a team plays twice doesn't mean that you're entitled to big returns. The fixture becomes directly after a four-week break and also at a time when the World Cup is on. Um, So any team that's in the final four um, will be affected. Just because um, you're going to have rotation 
players coming back from the World Cup could be rested. You might have players coming injured. Um, so those those two games could be difficult to manage. And just because Rangers and Celtic play twice doesn't mean to say the same eleven is going to feature in both of those games. Bear in mind, this is going to be the middle of December. Weather um, is always going to play a part. You could actually see postponements um, and folk getting substituted early. There's also fixture congestion. So all the double game week teams will play five games over the space of two weeks. So again, they're going to manage um, some of these players um, at the, the tail end of the December, Christmas time. So if we look at the chips to consider, you've got wild card. So we've talked about this in the past. You get two wild cards over the course of a season. You can use them whenever you want, back to back, if that takes your fancy. But self-explanatory, unlimited transfers for that game week with your usual squad and budgets constraints. Uh, and as I've talked about, only one free transfer the week after. You've also got bench boost to consider. Um, there is a question about that later on, so I'll, I'll leave that. But basically, the score of your bench will be added um, to your total game week score. You can only play that once. And triple captain, self-explanatory, the captain that you choose for that game week will have triple points. Um, so just keep that in mind. Um, wild card. If I had my wild card, then yeah, I probably would use it because you're going to have a whole template team that you can change injured players, rested players. You'll be able to use that to your advantage. Bench boost will discuss triple captain. I'd be 50 50 on this one because, as I say, with the weather and the rotation risks, it's going to be difficult. I mean, Tav probably would play both of those games as an example, but Hibs and Aberdeen could easily score against us. You'd lose your clean sheet points. The settled lineups are gamble, so you think you might go Jota, Giacomacchus, Kyogo. You could come unstuck there. So the best of the rest, what you'll also need to consider is with so many fixtures um, coming up, you shouldn't overlook the other teams. They're now going to be better rested, having played one game less, um, and they will also have favourable fixtures um, over the same period of time. So you want to make sure you've got a balanced squad you haven't just loaded up on a full team that plays twice. You then want to look beyond game week 17. Um, so coming out of it, Aberdeen, for example, they don't have the good double game week fixtures, but then they've got St Mirren, Kilmarnock, Ross County, St Johnston. So while she might want to have Miofsky in your team, you could just bench them. And then you've got them for the return fixtures. You're also going to have Rangers and Celtic game week 19. Most likely six players there. Again, we always talk about how to navigate that one. You're probably going to have a few of those on the bench. So the rest of your squad um, needs to be quite balanced. So as we've touched on, with the four-week break, it's going to have a start of the season feel to it. You know, we don't have the same form um, to go on that we do just now. Um, Teams will either have players coming back from injury or players that are rested. So it's going to be hard to gauge which side to back. If we look at the World Cup itself, um, of all the teams featuring in the World Cup, it's probably only going to be Croatia that have got the chance to go the furthest. Um, and that will only affect Rangers and Celtic. Some of the other teams that are playing that have um, SPFL players will be Wales, Australia, Japan and the US. If I've missed anyone out there, I'm sorry, but I think they'll all struggle to get out of their groups um, and go far. Although I suppose Wales have got a chance. Uh, team news-wise, you're only going to see the Rangers Hibs on the Thursday the 15th, and then that's you till the end of that double game week. So very little um, to work on there. 
There is a huge uh, reward attached to a double game week, and it's the first one featuring Rangers and Celtic. I don't think we had any last season with Rangers and Celtic. But <clears throat> as I say, with so many variables, rotation, weather, injuries, it's going to be tough um, to get it right. But if you do, you know, you could explode your rank. I've used my wild card, so I'm not going to use it unless there's something majorly wrong. Um, but I take it, Peter, you're going to use your wild card for this one, are you? Yes. Yeah, Melvin, you've got your wild card, yeah? Um, I I'm debating on fifty fifty of whether to use it. Oh, shrewd, um, shrewd. Um, so yeah, it is it is a double game week, but the time of year and coming off the back of a break, it's one that you maybe don't want to dive too too deep into. I think there'll probably be the other double game weeks later in the season once the Scottish Cup gets into the later stages. Um, you might have um, chances think, there to navigate it right there. last year, Tony, one extra yeah. game week. So that, they're all things to consider. As I say, it'll come after the break. We'll probably do a podcast in advance um, just to, to talk about anything that's happened there. But quite a lot to go by. Some good fixtures, some tough fixtures for some teams. But um, certainly need to start thinking about it. If you've used a wild card or you're planning towards it, You've only got tonight's game window and then Saturday's game window. Ideally, you want to carry two transfers over, um, which means tonight's the last chance to get your team right. You'd have to roll at the weekend um, and then see where you are after after the break. But certainly, a lot to look forward in the month of December. Fixtures thick and fast. Um, hopefully, we're still in a chance um, come come the break, but we'll just have to wait and see. So that's all I've got to say about that. If you've got anything else to add, boys, go for it. Do I go first, Melvin, in the ad? Yeah, you go first. I've got something to say as well. Yeah, right. go for it. Uh, just, that was well covered. Donnie, well done with working that. Uh, yeah, what, what I would, would say is there's definitely, the, as if, if the same format as the last two seasons, there will be one double game week to come. Yeah. Now, that's assuming, we always assume, since we just go deep into the Scottish Cup, there's no other two teams. Now, as Donnie mentioned, that's not the best double game week fixtures for Rangers. And I hope you like to captain Tav, triple captain. Yeah. You take the risk of leaving it this time. And the fixtures might fall more favourably for the next time round. If they could have two home games, for example, Tav, triple captain, jackpot. Certain games do look, certain fixtures do look more favourable, only at the hang of there, you've got the rotational risk with that. So I'm definitely going to be well carding because my team is refreshed. I'm probably definitely going to be bench boosting. I just don't know if I'll be triple captaining. I don't know. I have to wait and see because I could keep that one for another game week. Yes. If I can get my team set up enough. Again, we've got a long time to go. There's going to be injuries. People come back. You mentioned all this stuff. Forms at the window. The players come back to the World Cup. So I'm going to just kind of put it a pin in it until we do the late in the World Cup. And then if we get yeah. stuff, press conference and stuff like later on, then I can kind of build a team for them and kind of go for that. Melvin, over to you. Yeah, so I was sort of having a look back. I looked back to last season, um, double game weeks, and done a, sort of a bit of a mini dive, if you like. Um, there was That's five... my job. <laughs> well you've done this season so uh, yeah we had um, yeah there were five double game weeks last season there was only really big one big one which was obviously around about this time and then the other four just had one extra fixture um, which was, was quite interesting because I think the difference in the in the Premier League like the English Premier League the quarterfinals of the FA Cup and semi-finals seem to create big blanks and big doubles but in the Scottish League if you look at the the, um, the schedule of the quarterfinals and semi-finals, they seem to leave a bit of a, a gap, I think, for midweek games as well. Or they assume that half the Premiership is in going to be in the cup anyway. Mm-hmm, quarterfinals yeah. up eight teams, um, 
So, yeah, so it's interesting. Rangers and Celtic had one, one double game week each last season. Um, okay. So, yeah, um, I think with Rangers team news on the 15th of December in the double game week, I, spoiler alert, I will be triple captaining Tav if he's on the team sheet um, because I'd rather have, you know, yeah, I think I'll just take it. I'll take take the money while it's there, I think. Um, <laughs> so whether I'm, and I, and I think if, if I do wildcard, I will bench boost as well um, because I just think it's the best best time to do it. Yeah, so I think we've got a question on that, so we'll... Yeah, yeah. Later. It's it's sound like you think about it. Tav's going to play most games. Tav's not got the World Cup. He's going to be refreshed. Now there could be a new manager bounced on from at this point. So we don't, <laughs> no, we don't know the dynamics. So it could be so it could be looking more. It could be a better. You're kind of going. The fixtures don't look that good. You give the manager even more confident in the results. So you're more inclined to do the triple captain. It's at this not point. Been yet. So, <laughs> so and, and I think I think we get hung up a bit, don't we, on triple captain? You know. If Captain Tab gets 20, Triple Captain Cab gets 30, it's only 10 points more than everybody else mm-hmm. yeah. because everyone's going to captain him. It's when you don't have that player and somebody triple captains. But, yeah, so I think I think it's, yeah, I think that's, I think you just go for it. Um, yeah, I done well last year. I, I, I triple captain Tom Rogic, double fixture. I think he returned 68 points. Some, some crazy figure he got a goal. And, yeah. I, and he, he should have got more, actually, I believe, he missed a sitter. So yeah. just took a point and it worked to go right up the yeah. ranks. But yeah, as Donny said, we'll cover that near the end of the World Cup. We'll go on with that one. So, as you alluded to, move on to questions. I've got a dog patting down the stairs like a maniac because somebody's at the door. Right, Twitter questions. Donny, I've only got so many here, so I'm going to, have to at some point jump to the next page and see, and see what I've got. Right, I'll, I'll do what I've got and then you can <laughs> if I've missed any. Right, so start with right, Brian at Blades Attack. Is Armstrong the best replacement for Boyle? Could anyone bar Ryan Kent? And who would want him in, in brackets there? But I'm seeing I'm seeing in no obvious unless I just pick a third Celtic winger to join a batter and draw to the bid to combat Andrew Lett. Right, so <sighs> Armstrong for Boyle. Not a bad part to say. Obviously he's ready to go a batter and Jota there. That's the two he's got. I wouldn't go triple up Celtic wingers. I think you're the roulette there is just a bit too much. Okay, Ross Coot in the game, it might work out for you. Could be some two we could play one call for best go nuts, but I think Armstrong's to me is a, a decent show because I've actually got him. I don't think we we this before midfield. Don, there's not many players stand at midfield really week in week out, so you'd be taking a wee punt. And my punt would be Armstrong or not spit last week because I played Celtic, but Armstrong's done not bad return the last few weeks for me, so I think it's a sound a sound choice. He's got everything else covered. He's got Jota. A badder could potentially start this week. He didn't play for the week, so and he scored, so he could come into the team. So he's mental looking pretty not, not bad to me. What's your thoughts, Donny, on that question? Yeah, Armstrong's a decent pick, and we've both got him, so it uh, suggests that to be the case. He's the seventh best midfielder in the game, and that includes Boyle, so that would bump him up to fifth. Um, so outside of Spittle, um, who's got Celtic next, Definitely, definitely decent value. We're talking about Clarkson, uh, 3.2 million. He's got 4.8 um, average points per game. Uh, and you've also got somebody like Snodgrass at Hearts, who's coming on a good game. He's 3.7 points per game. Um, those are two options that I might look at. But I, again, I might just keep Boyle in the team just to work out my other holes and the t- my other fixes. But um, yeah, Armstrong's a decent pick. Melvin thinks, uh, sorry, Melvin thoughts even. Uh, Armstrong for Boyle this week? Uh, yeah, yeah, sound, sound move. Um, I think the, 
I think I would, if I've got no other no other fires to put out, I think I would get rid of Boyle because two weeks to go. I think I did have a look on the on the and the league, and the, the the person that asked the question has got their wild card intact, so they can wild card when they get in two weeks' time. So potentially you could you could punt on three three Celtic just for a couple of weeks. I definitely agree with you, Peter. I wouldn't do it for a long the long term, but if you can't get to sort of you know a Giacomarcus or for a Hashi. Um, at the moment, using some of that boil money because it's you know, and the wild card is so near, then I think I'll probably go for that. But Armstrong, absolutely fine, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't see anything wrong with that. Thank you. Next up is from Tommy, and as it T4 is 55, best one week punts before the World Cup, so that's because on the next two games, I imagine. Then, best one, so I'll come to you first on if best one. One week, but it's two games, punts. Yeah. Um, I mean, St Johnston defender um, might be worthwhile. Um, they're on a good run of form. St Mirren and Motherwell don't have the worst games uh, remaining. Uh, somebody like Stevie May is a decent, decent differential. Uh, Tommy is a Rangers fan, so he might not like this one, but Shanklin for Cholak um, could be a shout. <laughs> um, as I say, I think Morelos features um, in midweek just so you can spice the team up. Um, even if you put them on the bench because you don't want them to score, you've then got them in your team for double game week, which is the reasoning that I would I would make that move. So there is a few players there that are, are worth the punt. So you know, I think any of those would be decent. Ellen, one week punt. Yeah, so I was looking at sort of an Aberdeen. Aberdeen have got Livia Wade under United at home, so maybe someone like uh, punt on Duke. Is it um, Lopez? I think his name is um, yeah. on the website, and that may, maybe if you haven't got him, um, yeah, take take a punt on him. Um, yeah. from Aberdeen. Yeah, Hibs Hibs annoyingly have got Ross County at home and, and Kilmarnock away, which are two good fixtures. But I can't find anybody to, <laughs> that I would think that I'd punt on, to be honest. Um, the, yeah, yeah. So I think I think on that basis, I'd go for an Aberdeen, maybe a Clarkson as well, um, maybe something like that. So, yeah, definitely for two weeks or, or the one week, two games. Yeah. Yep, all good picks. I would have, I was thinking Morelos as well. Don't know if you may still or could be a, a nice little differential if he starts tonight, starts next week. Jump on the bandwagon first, get on that. And you all know he's capable, he's capable of doing it, scoring goals. Capable of he's also up. capable of getting sent off. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> You've got to look for the upside in this. Maybe yeah, you, you can do well tonight and then you could, you could get your rank flying high. And again, like most people probably have kept a well card. Doesn't work out, you can just grid him come two weeks' time. Yeah. Right, next up is Scottish Premier Fantasy Tips. Thinking about double game week 16, if we have 11 or 12 players from Celtic, Rangers, Hearts, St. Mern, is it worth the hassle to bench boost players from Langston who played under Celtic and Aberdeen Celtic Rangers, for example? So, I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about this. This is the biggest double game you're probably going to have this season. So, if you're going to have a player playing two games, what that happened this week, you mentioned there was three players in that uh, top ten there, Donny, who mm-hmm. didn't keep a clean sheet, but they did get high scores. We're going to play two games, so you get tackling points and stuff like that. It's, I think it's worth it to play in two games. Where else are you going to do it? You're not going to have another opportunity in your team. You're going to have three players on the bench, four players potentially, the goalkeeper, who are playing double game weeks. Take advantage of it. If they're only playing one week and it's a good fixture, Go for it, but if he the way he's managed it is his team's gonna be pretty full of double game week players. I think he's best is going for it. Pull the trigger, 
For all you know, Ryan Sweeney could get an assist in a 4-1 defeat. They could get an assist. They could keep a clean sheet and a 0-0. These things could happen. It's the best opportunity to do it. We don't know how double games will fall out down the line further on in the game. So, for me, regardless of the fixtures, if you've got players playing two games, I think you've got to pull the trigger. What's your thoughts, Donny? Yeah, um, even, you know, say you've got your four on the bench, If they, even if they just play the minutes, um, that's going to be four points over the two games. So, four fours is 16. So, you, your baseline is 16 points return from a bench push, that's pretty good. On top of that, you might get lucky, like you say, a defender scores or gets an assist, so that's only going to go higher. So it certainly is worthwhile. As I say, I'd be reluctant. I would probably still have my bench trick player, and I know you've got the the wild card to change that, but I would still have a bench trick player in there so that you don't then have to make a change later on. So I would lose one um, scoring opportunity there, but it's definitely value. And as I mentioned in the breakdown, Aberdeen have got good fixtures after. So, although that one game week it's Rangers and Celtic, they've got great fixtures after. So it wouldn't be an entire waste. Um, so, it, it, yeah, I mean bench boost it can work for you and against you, um, but I don't have any um, downside to doing it in game week sixteen. And just for a couple of you, mean one thing on the bench trick player that uh, Donny mentioned, the January window opens up in January as well, so see your non-playing player, they'll, they'll, they'll appear again in January, players will go out on loan, youth players will go out mm-hmm. on loan for the second half of the season, so you might give it up for two game weeks, three game weeks, but a St. Johnson midfielder might go on loan to a lower league team, then you get him back yeah. in again, so that's something to keep an eye out for, give it up for three weeks, take the hit, and then you get one of these players back in, one of the loans start going in January. Uh, your thoughts on the bench book? Benchbook, benchbook, boost, Melvin. Yeah, I I agree. I, I I would go for it in the in the big double game week sixteen that's cu- that's coming up. Um, to me, sort of tw- 20, 20 points, twenty to twenty four points on a on a twenty four points would be really I'd be really chuffed with that and bench boost. The so twenty five five points a person. Um, you know, it's it's two lots of appearance points. That's four plus a tackle bonus is one. Yeah. Job done. You, you sort of think, you know, your Clarkson or your Barons at Aberdeen, can they pick up, you know, the odd, odd assist? Yeah, you might get a yellow card, but you, you probably will anyway somewhere. If, you, if you've got Roos in goal, Celtic and Rangers, you know, you, you might pick up the save points, which will offset the, the three or four goals that Celtic and Rangers are going to bang in. So you're still getting four or five, maybe five. So, yeah, I, th- I think I would go for it. I, I would actually go for all four. And then I'd reinstate my bench trick player immediately afterwards. Um, it sounds a bit counterproductive, even with a hit. If I had to, if there was some injuries, I'd probably still take a hit for a bench trick player because they are, you know, Spittle, for example, this week got you, what is it, eight points, mm-hmm. you know, but he would have been on my bench and, you know, I wouldn't have got that back and a couple of my defenders got one. So, yeah, that, but I'd, I'd definitely do it. I'd <coughs> Yeah, I I'd, look, I'd look for the I'd look for the minutes players, not necessarily for your your holidays who might get more returns. I would go for your. There's some really good St. Mirren um, uh, midfielders, but Erahan, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, he he plays. I know he, he gets taken off about seventy minutes sometimes, but he seems to play every time. Seems to get two two points, and he's always seems to be in there with sort of tackles and, and interceptions now and again. So something like that. Yep, same thing. I, I agree. Also, I would potentially take a hit as well to get a player that's not playing back in. If there's no player flagged in my team, straight away. Right. So, a question on the bench boost. So, I'll read this out. White Wolf um, at x underscore 
Berry, as I'm just going up after every letter, X at the end again. Would you worth bench push this for double game week 16? So go through the team, right? So Carson and goals, double game week. Roos is on the bench, goalkeeper, plays, plays double game week as well. I'm, not, I'm going to ignore the captain things, I could all change. So Tavernier two, Taylor two, Cochrane two, Strain two, in midfield, Jota two, Halliday two, a younger plays two, up front, Shanklin two, Kolak two, Giamakis two, and his bench come out the back, it would be obviously Barisic would play two. Livingston's got two as well, aren't they, Montana? Yeah. Yep, and I'm yeah. Barron. So all these players there, yep, all these players there play double game weeks. My only issue would, would be there, me is, I think Halliday could be replaced by a better player who's probably guaranteed yeah. more game time. But I think it's a sound, a sound kind of, I'm happy to bench push for that. If that was my team going to like double game week 16, I would definitely uh, be covering and pulling that uh, bench boost. What about yourself, do you think, Melvin? Would you play on that team? Yep, so I've written down here, if I had all that money, absolutely yes. Because that, that, that team is a million pound more than I've got. Um, and so I'd, I'd absolutely bench boost it. But yeah, with a couple of caveats, I think I wouldn't have Montano in there. Maybe someone like Clarkson, point, I think he's 0.4 cheaper. He's played 89, 90 and 83 minutes. So you get you get your minutes there. Um, and I just wonder on, on the Celtics, has he got Taylor of Celtic, I think? Yes. Um, I just wonder, I think that he's four million, but so is Carter Vickers. And mm-hmm. Peter, you're no better than me, but I wonder if Carter Vickers is just more nailed for both games. So I'd probably swap swap those over. If you think Taylor's going to play both, then I'd probably go with him. Um, yeah, but ab- absolutely. Oh, and Hallad- yeah, and the Halliday point, I agree with. But I think you can find somebody around around his sort of price to go in there. Vickers is more nailed, but again, I'll go back to having your situation. Taylor's not going to go to the World Cup, so he's going to be fresh. Yeah. So if I just try to start the second half season look flying and Taylor might play the first two games before they have to rotate. But again, that would be the unless of the pressers and bottom. But if you want the guaranteed minutes, then Vickers would be the, the one to go for. Thought story? The only thing that might put you off is that we've got this break. And as I said, there's going to be a, lot, a lack of data. Um, you're not going to know how teams are going to line up. You're not going to know if injured players are going to come back, as you say, to replace like a holiday. So that would be the only thing that that might stop me from doing it, because I've used my wild card. Like I've got a non-playing goalkeeper. Um, would I bring in? Would I take a minus four to bring in a keeper that's potentially just going to get four points anyway, and then going to leave my team um, a bit mixed? But there's very good, if you're on the wild card, you might as well do it because there probably won't be a better opportunity to do it. Uh, for me. I don't know if I will just because I'd have to make more changes to my team and I can't really afford that without playing a wild card myself. So I don't think I will do that. But the lack of data, no team news, the big break, uh, the fact it's in December, the middle of December, just keep all those things in mind because it sounds good, but when we actually get to the time, uh, things might change. Right, yeah. Again, sorry, when you go, Melvin? Yeah, and just one other thing. So if you are then in the semi-final or final of the Royalty Rumble and you've got your bench boost and somebody else hasn't, <laughs> they've wasted it in this double game week. Oh, you yep. know, Use every option available. There, there, there's <laughs> something else, you know. Right, and the last question I found it, I found it, Donnie. Gavin yeah. at Gavin 38, something's on his numbers, blah, blah, blah. I'd love to know about your hunches. Not picks that are evidence, but players you think are going to be high scoring. I think of jumping on before the rush, e.g. Connor Barron and McKinstry. So I'm only one player I think I've got a hunch on. And I think Haxabanovich will end the season being the other winger alongside Jota's first choice. That's the only thing I can think. I think he's brought in for the reason he's got a good pedigree. He struggled to 
return points in the game, but he's looked good in the eye test when I've watched games more closely. He showed at the weekend. That's a good partnership with Jota, emerging left to right. My only hunch going forward is I think he could be a starting 11 player in a team more regular than the rest of them. When the season starts getting deep into the season, when there's less midweek games, it's going to be more about less rotation and strongest 11. My hunch is Haskabanovic could be in the start 11. For other teams, I, I, I don't really... But looking at the squad, looking at the team, I think Shanklin might finish the season quite strong if he gets in that team. But apart from me, there's nothing I've seen test-wise yet that I would be jumping on. Have you saw anything, Donny? Yeah, so I've got a few things to consider here. So a hunch has to be based on something. So evidence I've got, I've got is feeling. <laughs> evidence is important <laughs> um, in that one, and it could just be something as little as a change of formation. So Aberdeen's a prime example. They recently changed to a, a three-five-two, a five-three-two, however you want to look at it, where Duke was partnering in Miofsky. Now from that, both players have started to return. Uh, whereas before Duke was an impact sub. So that's that's something that can trigger Haksabanovic, as you mentioned. But some of the other things that you can do, you can look at the expert picks on the website. Tom, Peter and myself um, are, are all part of the expert panel and we provide weekly teams within a budget. Now, Peter will probably have a laugh because sometimes we do do these at the last minute with very little thought to it. But what you can do there is over the course of, what, eight guys gauge an average and see where the trends are and see what everyone's thinking as far as that's concerned. Another thing that I like to do, and I'm giving away all my tips here, is you've got Kevin Wood at Kevilfish89 on Twitter. He's also on the expert panel. He provides stats for the last four game weeks, so you can see players that are hot um, and potentially overlooked. For example, I bet you didn't know that Aaron Moy has scored 28 points in his last four games. I knew that, eh? when, Never talk about him, never gets considered when we speak about Celtic. Um, in defence, you've only got one Celtic defender in the top 10 over the last four game weeks, but yet there's three St. Johnston defenders that you would never consider. So these are all things that are available to you that you can use to try and get the edge on uh, everyone else in the league. So hunches, you know, they need to be backed up with information. For what it's worth, my hunch, and I've already mentioned it, is that Cholak will either be rested or partnered with Morelos for this next two game weeks. I think Gio's got one last throw of the dice and given the injuries we've got everywhere else, that's probably one area of the pitch that he could um, look to change. So Shankland replacing Cholak um, would be my hunch um, for this next two weeks. Okay, well, Vinay, hunches yourself? Um, well, based on Donny's definition, I probably have to say no. Um, but <laughs> I, I sort of I, I did watch Clarkson over the weekend, and I just felt that he he just, he just looks you know looks 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 keen. So um, yeah, I just wonder whether he, he might kick on um, in in that side. Um, but yeah, that's all. Okay, right. That is on our fixtures. Then we'll come to you for captains, vice captains, and transfer thoughts. And I've got a question for you to transfer thoughts because I need a bit of help. Right. So also kicks off tonight. So hopefully you get this podcast before uh, the seat kicks off. If not, then yeah. Guys, we'll talk rubbish on that. Two games tonight: Livingston Aberdeen, Hibs Ross County, and then the rest are tomorrow night: St. Mirren versus Johnson, Rangers versus Hearts, Motherwell versus Celtic, and Dundee versus Kilmarnock. So, upon hearing those fixtures, Melvin, what is your captain, vice captain, and transfer spots for the coming game week? Okay, so I'm settled on two. Um, so I will be rolling my transfer, um, and I will be captaining Tav and. 
at the beginning of this podcast, I had my vice captaincy on Colac, um, <laughs> which I'm now worried about. I can't put it on, <laughs> G- I can't put it on Gia Kamakis or have him pronounce it because I've, otherwise that would go against what I've said on the podcast. So uh, it, it might be Jossa, but it'll be Colac or Jossa, I think, the vice captain. Um, given we got no team news. Well, we got team news, but of nobody I want to put the vice captain on. Yeah. So you, you, you can take your choice. So I think I'm allowed. I'm allowed to go with uh, with a Celtic forward uh, as well. But yeah, but I, I'm pretty sure I'll be rolling because I just want to see what's happening. So. Right. Okay. Donny, same question yourself. Uh, so my transfer may or may not be Cholak for Shankland. I've got a couple of hours to stew on it. I need to bring in Hearts players, and that's the reasoning for it. I want to um, get a jump ahead of this double game week. I also would like to clear out on my Rangers players because I've got King in there. And I think come double game week, we should have some more fit defenders mm-hmm. um, that I can re- replace quite easily. So um, I've got my boil hole. I might just leave that, to be honest, till after the World Cup. Then at least he's there. Um on, at the other end, it saves me a transfer. Um, captain will be on Tav. At the time of writing, I put the vice captaincy on Giacomacchus. Whether he starts or not, that is a big risk, but he can score either way. I might change that. I mean, I guess the only way you could change it is to somebody like Miofsky, um would be the other option there. But it's Tav and Giacomacchus just now with maybe Cholak making way for Shankland. Um, Cochrane for King, something like that to get my heart's numbers up. I thought you were going to say Vice Captain Colac after all that. There, this week, done it, but you didn't. Well done. Yeah, I might, I might, but uh, I'm just out of love at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it's any points, okay, so are you going to be able to go first? I think if I had Miofsky, I'd 100% Vice Captain him because I see the team news, which has always been my mantra. If you see the team news, unless they're playing Celtic or something like that, then I'd, I'd captain something like I'd Vice Captain him. Right. If, if it's any consolation, I think Giamakis will start because I believe when we play these kind of midweek tough games, I think as does we're playing a kind of I'm not gonna say hammer throws, but they're quite physical defence, and I think it suits Giacomacchus style slightly more. So it may be Giacomacchus start. Kyogo off the bench. Now obviously that could be totally one eighty, but I'm more inclined I think Giacomacchus starts tomorrow night up front. Obviously I don't have him, so it's not my issue. Hey, my captain choice is is a Tav. It's on vice-captain Kolak right now. Well, Donny's done his best to scare me off that. Miofsky's a good option, I think. No, I know he's definitely on pens, but I'll, again, I'll let that show a couple of players. And you said, if he's in the team, and if it's that three-five-two formation that Donny mentioned, it's seen as it's happening well, I think it'd give a shout. Now, my second trip, well, my transfer, I've got two transfers, so, because I missed a deadline. I need to get Jota in my team, so he's coming in regardless. He's in for somebody. So it's either Haskabanovic, which I, I think, or Boyle, or I might do what Donny does and leave Boyle the team. This, he's only dropped 0.1. It's not like it's FPA to miss all these kind of rises and drops. It's only 0.2 million but it World Cup. So I can cap, I can happily have that and keep the two bench trick players. But a bit, all I want to use is a goalkeeper. I've not got a playing goalkeeper anymore. So I'm going to ask you, if you had a choice, a few chances I speak, what keeper would you bring in, Melvin? Budget doesn't matter. I've got the Murph money in the bank. Um... I would bring in Marshall. <laughs> He's trying to throw me off my right No, place. no, no. They've got, <laughs> they've got Ross County at home and Killy away, haven't they? So, because yeah. you're going to get him on wild card, I assume. I assume you've got, you're going to wild card. Yeah, I'm going to wild card anyway, so it's a two week, a two game punch. Two week. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'd, I'd go Marshall. Donny? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm laughing because that's who I was going to say. Um, with those two fixtures, the, they, they do scream um, at least one clean sheet there. Uh, St Mirren, I mean, Trevor Carson is a, is a points machine at the moment. He will face Rangers, but there's safe points there. I took in Hart, um, which obviously hasn't worked out just yet, but um, hopefully they, they get clean sheets there. Um, you're not going to go Gordon. I think you'd sooner keep your Dundee United keeper than play Greg Gordon. Uh, Dundee United, you're not going to change because the other guy's just as bad. Um, yeah, that man, Marshall looks the most obvious choice. As I say, you're going to change it anyway. So it's it was between Marshall and Carson. That was the two yeah. point I was going to go for. So Carson plays Rangers. Uh, and then again, is, is that a good fixture to come next week? What is that? Well, it's away. So be, I mean. The nerves will be there. Um, it's the Saturday. It's first fixture on the Saturday. Rangers don't tend to play well in these early games, Saturday or Sunday, um, depending on what happens against Hearts. Again, it could be toxic. Um, save points will be, you know, there's no keeper guaranteed clean sheets at the moment. So save points could could be big. It's just a lot into it. This league, so yeah. uh, it's not you can't really predict form. So it's a take a point and a keeper. Hopefully it works out. I think I went to the two hours day deadline. I've, I've got my lambs at this team. I'll not miss it this year. So I'm yeah, I've got that done. Right, guys, that is us finished then. So thanks for joining us, Melvin. Good luck last last time and all. Obviously, I will reiterate that uh, the the FFS Royal Rumble's open. DM me for entry, no problem. Right up to the World Cup after it finishes. That's when it starts. Melvin is defending champion. He's going for the Grand Slam right now. He's uh, holding two out of the three. So, like your plugs in, Melvin, where people can follow you on Twitter? Uh, yeah, I'm at Melvinio1968. Yeah, you'll see that I can create a lot, and his name is in the podcast header. I've tagged him in, so follow him. Good insight. Donnie, outro, tweets, would you want following? Uh, yeah, sorry, just to say thank you to Melvin for coming on, just in case um, any of are worried out there. This is a guy who doesn't even watch Scottish football. <laughs> he, he had to watch sports scene at the weekend, the highlights. So the fact that he's battered me in the cup and he's fifth in the mega league without even watching the game uh, tells you something. So, so much for, for us being experts. But no, you'll find me at FFS underscore Donny. And add to that rebuttal there, Melvin, you do watch some football, I believe. I, I do now. I found sports scene on the iPlayer and uh, much to the disgust of my wife. And now I'm watching English and foot, and uh, Scottish football. So, uh, yeah, religiously. So, uh, yeah. Hey, excellent. You thanks, thanks, thanks very much for having me. Really enjoyed it. Thanks very much. No time. problem. No problem. Follow me at Fantasy Half. And I'm going to talk off now and check this podcast up before the game week deadline. So, say goodbye, guys. Bye now. Yes, thanks all.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 